September 2nd, 2022. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science. And yep, we're going to go off topic today and have a whole lot of fun on this open line Friday. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. And I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the conclusion of season two. It is episode number 366. Once again, it's Friday, September 2nd, 2022. I saw Orion high in the sky, or at least higher in the sky, eastern sky this morning at just before sunrise. And I did notice, too, as I woke up, just after 6 o'clock this morning, that it was still pretty dark. Now, dawn was starting to break, some of the dawn colors, but uh, we're starting to get into that season where darkness is coming very, very quickly. However, it's not going to occur as quickly as a place that we will be visiting here shortly. That's your hint on this Labor Day weekend and Open Line Friday. Well, for those of you that have been keeping track and are regular Weather Jazz listeners, yep, this is going to be the last podcast and episode in Season 2. Don't worry, I will be making a careful assessment of what kinds of adjustments, if any, should be made for Season 3. And naturally, I do have to ask myself the question, is there a Season 3? Should there be a Season 3? This is where you come in. I really do need to hear from you. So if I may impose this on you, please do contact me and let me know what you think. Have you liked season one, season two? What did you like about each one? What were some of your favorite episodes? What did you like about Weather Jazz? What aspects should I focus on on season three? And I'd love to hear more from you, the listener, because obviously that's very important to me. And one more thing, too. What did you not like about Weather Jazz? Is there something that I should ditch? Is there something I should change? I do want to know from you, those of you that benefit and listen and hopefully enjoy Weather Jazz. So how do you get in touch with me? weatherjazz at yahoo.com is my email address and you can always call me on the weather jazz podcast audience connect line 
The programs may have stopped for a little while, but that line and the email will be going on, and I will be monitoring it carefully. The telephone number, 234-525-5888. Again, 234-525-5888. You can go to weatherjazz.com and click on the Contacts tab at the top and get all of that information as well. Now, as I mentioned, on Wednesday, I was working on something very special for today. Fortunately, I was able to put everything together along with my special guest. And I wanted to finish things off on season two with someone you all resonate with, because based on all of the download data, this is a very popular guest. And he is a returning guest, a frequent contributor to Weather Jazz. His name, Gunnar Ingi Gunnarsson from Reykjavik, Iceland. He is the pastor of Lofstofan Baptista Kirka, and we met him in 2018 when my son and I went up to Iceland, and we've been in touch ever since. We will see what's happening with Gunnar and his family and ministry and all kinds of other things, including the volcano. A volcano, which, by the way, should have still been going off, but all of a sudden totally shut down in the last couple of weeks. So we have a ton to talk about. We're going to let our hair down and talk about all kinds of things. Gunnar Ingi Gunnarsson coming up right after the break. Gunnar, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but hopefully close. Yeah, <laughs> happy Friday, as we like to say uh, here in Cleveland. You roll the R's like big time Friday. Can you do that in Iceland? Yeah, Friday. <laughs> Very nice. You know what? It's a real privilege to have you as my final guest in season two. You've been a, uh, a regular contributor to Weather Jazz on a number of fronts like science and volcanic activity and long days, short days, long, dark days, and very long, very bright days in the summer. But this is an episode where we were just, just like I did on Monday with Bill Martin. We're just going to let our hair down. I don't have much hair anymore, but I'm going to let it down. Yeah. And I just got a haircut. So there's not a whole lot of hair anywhere to be let down, but we will see what happens. It looks good, though. It looks good. And by the way, um, I, I know that when you were in Spain for your uh, month-long vacation, you had your beard and everything kind of cut really, really short. And you weren't sure about it, but I said it looked pretty good. Our family said, yeah, Gunnar looks good. Well, I think, it, I, yeah. So the, the lady in Spain, I didn't ask to, to trim my beard that much. I asked to like a little trim and she just attacked it with it. <laughs> so, see, she started with the beard and, and once she took one swipe, it was like, all right, this is, this is going to go. And I was that happy. Oh, man. Uh, but there seems to be a distinct generational divide over if it looks good or not. <laughs> it's oh, is that right? Most millennials said it looks horrible and then anybody older than... A millennial was uh, was convinced that it looked good, yeah. I, and I'm obviously in in that camp yeah. because I'm I'm starting to to grow a little little goatee here. This is new, and I've never done this before. And it was actually I started this by 
accident back in at the end of July. And I thought, you know what? This might look good. I'll just keep going until management at uh, Fox 8 says something. And uh, they were on vacation for a while. And sure enough, they came back from vacation and the news director looked at me and he said, you got a razor? <laughs> and I said, well, if you want, I'll, I'll shave it right off. And he goes, no, 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 you can keep it. I was just joking. But he says, it looks okay. He says, you know, have some fun with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I, I've been telling people I'm growing this because of the winter forecast here. It's, uh, you know, looking <laughs> cold and snowy here. So, well, how is your family? How is everything in in Iceland. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, yeah, there's definitely ups and downs of ministry. There's a lot of ups and celebrations to be had. We're, we're growing as a church and we've seen some people come, come to faith, which is my highest hope for anybody. It's like, that's, that's, that's why I'm in ministry. I, I think that's the best gift I can give anybody is here's Jesus. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I very much look at myself like a beggar pointing other beggars to where a feast can be found. And I, I don't believe that there is any competitive feast out there uh, that that comes close to the hope and joy and peace found in Jesus. And so mm-hmm. seeing people come to faith, is just an incredible uh, aspect of ministry. We've also seen uh, their brothers and sisters come from all over the place with uh, amazing stories of, uh, of hardships and sacrifice that is just very unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. We're unfamiliar with in the West. It seems like the Western church has got to be careful over not becoming complacent because it's too comfortable. You know, there's too many mm. churches to pick from and music styles to choose and so on and so forth. And what kind of kids ministry do I want? Uh, but, you know, meeting uh, refugee brothers and sisters coming from Iran and Venezuela and, uh, and coming from, um, <clears throat> what? I'm forgetting. Oh, Ukraine and <laughs> definitely been eye-opening to see see what they've gone through uh the discomfort philippians 4 has come often up in my mind uh as we may face some financial difficulties but i'm just like looking at these brothers and sisters i'm like that's nothing compared to what they're facing I... and uh, you know philippians 4 as uh, in 19 where he says uh I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That verse can be taken very often out of context, but in context, in the previous two verses, he's saying, I know how to live with plenty and I know how to live with uh, not so much, but in any circumstance, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And getting to hear these stories from them is just incredible. Do you have a relationship with a church in Belarus, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been... Well, yeah, I've been to Belarus once. We've been supporting mm-hmm. a church there for the last five years. Uh, 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 well, a pastor, Tarasilkovsky, mm-hmm. and his wife, Yulia. The, the church is still operating. There's multiple pastors there. Taras had to flee the country and now is a refugee mm-hmm. in, in Poland. And that's another cool story of, of God just directing you know, we make our plans, but God directs our, our steps, like Proverbs sixteen nine says. And um, mm-hmm. and yeah, with with Tadas, it was he was getting some. It was not legal for him to run that church. Uh, there's not a whole lot of friendliness towards evangelical uh, ministry. Uh, it's the it's considered the last dictatorship of Europe, Belarus is, and so they've still got the KGB, for instance, uh, up and running, and and so they were getting some heat from the government. He 
moved to Poland. And he was mm-hmm. wondering for a while, like, hey, I'm, I have a hard to reach Russian speakers. I speak Russian. I feel like I should be in Belarus. Like, God, what are you doing? Why, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And surely enough, a couple of months later, uh, millions of Ukrainians start flooding the border and, and coming over to where he's at. And so he started this ministry to first take care of them physically. And so mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ukrainian and Russian Bibles to them figure out housing. And now actually this Sunday, they're starting their new church in Warsaw, Poland. Um, and yeah, it's going to be called Holy Trinity Church in Warsaw, Poland. And um, yeah, so it sounds like they have 50, 60 people already. Uh, wow. First, first Sunday. So it's perhaps more. So that's we'll, huge. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's incredible. How many people did you have at, at your first service at Lofstovan? Well, we had, for our launch service, we had 50, but it was mostly mm-hmm. people from other churches wanting to be polite. And then oh. the next Sunday it was 10 and we worked from, <laughs> from there. But they've had two what? sort of close circles, uh, mm-hmm. services with just the core group. And they've had about 50 people without really advertising it. So they may have more. That's great. Uh, Looking forward to hearing the follow up to that. But Love Still Found is is growing uh, in in ways I recently read, and I think in one of your newsletters that you may have to look for a new place because you're almost running out of room. Yeah, I mean, um, well, if it continues this, if the trend continues mm-hmm. this way, um, and, and you know, God, God might have some because we've got what twenty Venezuelans right now who are mm-hmm. much more comfortable with Spanish, so perhaps. Perhaps God would lead us to start a Spanish Baptist church, uh, and then we will not have the problem of needing a bigger space yet. Um, but yeah, if the trend continues in this way, yeah, we're because we're renting a facility that used to be run by a church. It's not meeting there anymore. It, well, and we're sharing the facility with a music school that has like ah, you know, those symphonies with the huge drums. Uh, yeah, yeah, th- those are in the sanctuary. And yeah, we have to tell okay. the kids not to touch any of that stuff. And that's, <laughs> that's not fun. As you can imagine, the kids oh, really want to be on the big drums. Oh, sure. But yeah, I mean, if we didn't have those instruments in there, then we could probably fit more. Uh, but we'll see. God, God, God has a way of, of providing and leading. And it's very, very awesome to be in on the ride. Yeah. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and uh, so it's it's fun to fun to see. Well, if I may switch gears just a little bit, yeah. I want to ask you about Fyredalsviak, uh, yeah, uh, the volcano, which is essentially quieted down. It's it's yeah. no longer erupting. Yeah, seems seems like it. There's no earthquakes lately. Um, I, mm-hmm. I just checked this morning, all are magnitude two and under, which you don't feel yeah. and not too many. Uh, and this goes against what many of the volcanologists there in Iceland were initially saying, because the volume of lava that was coming out was anywhere from two to 10 times the volume of the initial eruption, which went six months and they said, oh, this one's going to last at least six months. And, and in three weeks, it was dead. Uh, yeah, we were hoping, because we were hoping to take off there. And, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Here's the, right. 
I'm still training. And, and Sally tells me, my, my lovely bride, she says, you know, keep, yeah, you know, keep training for, for the hike. Uh, and, and I am doing that, but, uh, we'll see whether it's quiet or whether a new fissure opens up a while, uh, while I'm visiting in a few months. I feel like, what, what is it say? Volcanologist? Vol, vol, Vulcan- Vulcanologist. Yeah. That's a tough word <laughs> yeah. to say. Even in English. Um, that's a pretty new field, right? It's not, it's a pretty, yeah. yeah so the, the science is, is pretty, there's a lot of predictions and then they don't come to pass. And that is true. It's all over. <laughs> like, uh, With the first eruption, I, I, I just loved their prediction when things really quieted down. I think it was just before the May uh, 2021 eruption. Things really quieted down and they said, oh, looks like we're not going to see anything. And I think it was, what, two, three days later, boom, uh, it just uh, and it surprised everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, I, I think everything with the with the mountain assault when when they when they make predictions, I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see. <laughs> Interesting take, but yeah. So, uh, what's happening now with your family? We want to get a family update. Uh, uh, Victoria is now running all around everywhere. She's walking. Uh, of course, she's been walking now for a little while, really exploring. Oh, yeah. And and your family is growing, and it's fun to see, fun to watch via your Instagram feed. Yeah. Uh, well, she's in kindergarten now, so that's we start usually pretty early in Iceland, like. 18 months, two years, they start kindergarten. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Now, do they stay in kindergarten for a while? Is that the way it works? Yes, yeah, she stays, I mean, up until school. And then, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, so they start learning a little bit and when they're like four or five and start preparing mm-hmm. for school. Or it's just across the street from the school. So they start visiting and mm-hmm. getting familiar with the place. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it's a season where, uh, like, just kindergarten kids have a lot of germs that they carry with them and share with each other. Uh, so it's like August for almost any parents. It's like, all right, we're going to get sick for a month. You know, I'm like, our kids are just going to take turns getting sick with some kind of flu. And yeah, it's, it's that the time of year right now for us. <laughs> But that hasn't happened uh, yet for your family, or the, or this is the the season where kindergarten has just started. No, it has been. Everybody's been taking turns. Uh, okay. Been, oh boy. Yeah, I've been I've been good, but so I've been sick for two or three weeks, and and the kids have been you know, taking turns getting sick. And, mm. Yeah, it's fun stuff. <laughs> So um, your your family as well. I'm going to be uh, visiting very, very soon. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. First time in four and a half years since we've actually uh, done a, a face-to-face uh, meeting aside from Zoom, which I, which I enjoy. Um, now, October, uh, it is just past the uh, autumnal equinox. It doesn't matter where you are in the globe. September 21st, 22nd, 23rd, somewhere in there. Every single place in the globe has about a 12-hour day. 12 hours up, 12 hours down as far as the sun goes. Really? But past that, yes. Uh, Now, the very first time I visited Iceland was in March, uh, mid to late March of 1987. 
And so the day was very similar to Minneapolis where we lived. So there was, there was virtually no difference. uh, But then again, Noah and I visited in August. And of course, (laughs) I still remember the story of, of uh, being in downtown Reykjavik on a Friday night and, you know, seeing the hustle and the bustle and just getting, getting caught up in the scene. And Noah turns to me at the time was, I think, uh, 20 or so and said, Dad, shouldn't we be getting back to the cottage? And I said, why? And he said, look at your watch. And I looked at my watch and it was 1230 a.m. <laughs> and, and, and it was still plenty bright. I mean, uh-huh. and, and the sun had just gone down. It's like, uh, yeah, let's. Let's go get some sleep. Um, but in October, it starts getting darker pretty fast. Do you see the difference from September to late October? No, I feel like after October or like in okay. October, I start to notice the difference. And February is that like it's one of my favorite months of the year. Mm-hmm. You start to really feel the difference of the, the days getting longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think I've never... Yeah, it's interesting because I never, I never really thought too much about, you know, back when I was younger, the darker days didn't bother me as much. I think I was just occupied with snowboarding right. or, uh, you know, like playing in the snow mm-hmm. with the kids or I don't know what I was doing, but I, it didn't bother me as much. But then every year now I'm like, I'm starting to mm. think about the sun not being here anymore. <laughs> Especially going to Spain this summer, I've never felt so good, which is odd for me to say as a redhead, like... I don't like the sun generally, like too much of it, but mm-hmm. but I've like bodily just, even though I was eating a lot of non-healthy food, <laughs> like bodily, I was like, my muscles, my back was feeling good. It was just, my joints mm-hmm. were better. It, it was like, man, all right. I started thinking what? winter coming. <laughs> you are, we're going to be visiting North Carolina soon. It's our, it's our second year of visiting the coast of North Carolina, right on the ocean. Um, and, uh, so, you know, uh, the thought hits you more and more, uh, and, and just get ready for this more and more as we become well seasoned that maybe we'll move to a kinder climate where there's a little more sun and a little less of a temperature, wild extremes that we get here in Ohio, um, uh, I would imagine though, that, that you saw, some of those temperature extremes, even in Alabama, when you lived there for three years? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my dad did, the, by the way, what you're talking about. He, he went to Spain, both because, uh, yeah, retirement here isn't very friendly. It's not a whole lot of money, uh, and it's mm-hmm. cheaper to live in Spain. So you would have I would imagine. on ice and do that. You said your vacation in Spain, your one month vacation in Spain actually cost less than it would have been to stay in Iceland for that month. Yeah. Well, I mean, it got over the door where we got to have a place uh, to stay for very inexpensive. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, if you mm-hmm. take into account just groceries and right. of driving around in Iceland and that type of stuff, it's like, it's way, way less expensive, even taking mm-hmm. into account the plane tickets. But yeah, in Alabama, it was very, I don't know, it would, I would leave as soon as I saw snakes coming out during the summer. I'm like, I'm going to go to Iceland and work. And then, uh, and then I would leave for uh, Christmas and New Year's to, to go to Iceland. It mm-hmm. felt different. Like the cold in Alabama felt different because the humidity, I think. Right. You probably know more than I do. But it just, 
everybody kept on saying, oh, you're in the Iceland beer. You never get cold. And I'm like, no, I, I do get cold. Like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. actually, the cold here is kind of worse in some ways, you know, <laughs> because it like goes to your bones or something. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But. Uh, when we had Jon Jonsson on uh, about a year and a half ago, he mentioned, well, he went to school in Boston. Uh, for four years and he said the cold in boston was way worse than in iceland because it's very damp and he said that that cold just pulls the heat right out of your body yeah unlike in iceland even though you're a maritime climate the humidity is not as uh, i guess as dense as it is in boston where it just you know, it, it pulls the uh, the heat right out of your body. Yeah. So, yeah, there is something to that. Even even he mentioned, you know, there's a big difference between Boston and Reykjavik. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to, you know, that's probably a way better way to describe it the way you on your own there. But, uh, yeah, I definitely noticed that. For sure. mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was great having you on. I really appreciate uh, the time I'm uh, you took to do this. I know that you were literally pulling a rabbit out of a hat <laughs> in order to make this happen. So I appreciate it. Um, the audience appreciates it, especially given the fact that today we are concluding season two of Weather Jazz after 17 years and uh, a total of about 466 episodes, 366 for this season. I don't know what is in the uh, my bag of tricks for season three, if there is a season three, but I would have to anticipate because you have been such a huge uh, draw to the Weather Jazz audience that you're going to be a part of season three if it uh, if it comes to pass. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for you, brother. I'm thankful for you having me on. I'm thankful for your heart for Iceland for your prayers and oh, absolutely, for you to help with ministry on the ground. I'm just. Very thankful for you, brother. So, you were a real find. I, you know, maybe I'll share the story in season three sometime. Maybe some folks already remember it, but Noah and I were looking for a church to worship uh, and, and join in worship when we visited in uh, twenty eighteen, summer of twenty eighteen, and we just couldn't find anything. I mean, it was like. Yeah, either it was all Icelandic or, or it, it, you know, it, it, if there was an English service, it was once every other month and we just couldn't find anything. And then I saw your documentary, um, on, yeah. Christian by the- on Iceland. Yeah. And I told Noah, I said, Noah, I think we struck gold. <laughs> and we did. We did. <laughs> Yeah, it's been interesting to see how God works. Like I would never, I think it's up to 22,000 views now, that documentary. Is that right? Yeah, we were, we were not expecting that at all. Like, <laughs> Wow. You know what I'll do is, uh, since we're talking about it right now, I'm going to add and embed that very documentary on weatherjazz.com, episode number 366 for anybody who wants to see it and perhaps even potentially get involved if you have a heart for Iceland as we do. And one other shameless plug for Sermons from Iceland. 
Yeah, you'll, you'll hear a familiar voice at the intro mm-hmm. and outros. Yeah. Oh, and it's uh, it's great fun to to uh, listen to your messages while uh, I am getting those up and ready on Sunday afternoons, uh, East Coast time. But the, typically by Sunday evening on the uh, East Coast time of the USA, there it's out there. Sermons from Iceland, you can look at any podcast platform. Um, or go to Gunnar's Instagram page. He usually posts a notification when when they're up. I usually let him know, hey, they're up. And uh, so all of a sudden, here's his uh, Instagram feed saying, Sermons from Iceland is ready. Thank you so much. Uh, I, my love to your family. I'm looking forward to seeing you very soon. And uh, who knows, maybe that will be the season three opener uh, as I come to actually um, pay you all a visit and, and get to to worship with you at Love Stofan. Looking forward to that again. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother. It's been awesome chatting. I really do hope you enjoyed the conversation today with my friend Gunnar up in Reykjavik, Iceland. And this episode concludes season Two. When will season three begin? Well, that's still up for debate, and I will be periodically posting on weatherjazz.com updates as I go through the process of trying to sort out things and see the direction that I need to go. And as a matter of thinking out loud right now, I'm thinking that season three will be advertiser supported. So if you would like to partner with Weather Jazz for season three, please do contact me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, and we will make that happen. But so many of you had a part in season two. I'm talking about those that have partnered financially to support Weather Jazz. It is Friday, and it is my final opportunity to thank those people that stepped forward and really made Things happen for Weather Jazz in a way that I could not have done on my own. I tip my hat to Neil and Don Manasa from Virginia, Victoria Singer from Vermont, Kian Galunas in Vermont, in Ohio, Dale Osborne, Will and Tonya Krauss, Brian and Christine Barnes, and Rose Moore, and in Florida, Bill Martin, and in Tennessee, Andrea Rich. It is still entirely possible that I might do the same thing in Season 3. Not sure yet. Make sure that you stay tuned to weatherjazz.com as I make updates available. This is one of my favorite times of the year. September, October, November, all rank up there. In fact, I find it very difficult to pick one particular month out of those three. And I rather suspect that I like all three in that sequence. As the air gets cooler, the fall foliage colors come on strong, and even the first snowfall, which is the prettiest one of the year in my humble opinion, could fall in November, September, October, November. Not only do I hope and pray that it is a productive period for me, but it's a productive period for you as well. Feel free, by the way, to contact me during this assessment period, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And once more, 
the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line, 234-525-5888. Both will be open. And again, periodically, check weatherjazz.com for updates as I begin to navigate my way to a potential start of Season 3. May this fall, 2022, be the best we've ever seen. And we'll see you soon, right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz